This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 23rd, episode 2878. Good morning, horsey people. Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning. Well, there's so much news from the horse world and the regular world, that, but it's all bad. So we're not going to talk about any of that today. We have shows closed. We have Kentucky Derby winners being pulled. The list goes on. Putin over there doing what Putin does. So we're not going to talk about any of that today. We're going to take your mind off of that, and I want to start by reminding you that tonight on PBS, and if you missed it yesterday on the Horse Illustrated episode of Horses in the Morning, we talked to the producer of American Horses. It's a special that's on PBS tonight. I think in most places it's at 8 o'clock. Check your local listings. Uh, But it's called Nature American Horses, and the guy was fascinating. He was a good interview. But I have my DVR set tonight, and they're going to be talking about uh, four different Breeds of American horses. Uh, Mustangs are one of them, but the quarter horse is another. Appaloosa is another, and I can't remember what the other one is. But uh, check it out. It's an hour-long special. They they spent two years making it. So this guy has actually won Emmys for his documentaries in the past. And uh, if you missed the interview, go back and take a listen to yesterday's show. It was really fascinating. But cool. Record that. American Horses Tonight on PBS. That's Wednesday night. As we're recording this, so God, you sounded so old. Okay, record that on American PBS. Like, put you know, like all I could think about was you putting the DVR. tape in the VCR, putting the the uh, tape in, put the tape in the VCR, hit play, record. And- don't record over your mom's uh, soap opera. Don't do oh that. no, you get in big trouble. Our Daily Dose Equine Health segment is Carla Bachmuller. She's from Intuitive Rider. She's speaking about confidence in the saddle. So this health segment's about rider health, mental health, to be specific. Our listeners share some of their weird injuries, apparently. And Jill from Cowgirls in the Kitchens brings us a simple baked potato recipe. Plus, I have a study show, which I spent a lot of time trying to find a study that didn't involve COVID. So I came up with some good ones, though. That Does it involve COVID or Putin or Bob Baffert <laughs> yeah, or just, EHV or I had any to dig of these deep. things? I was on 20 pages into Google, and I don't think you I've guys. ever been 20 pages into Google for anything. And so. seriously, I had the most frustrating day as a horse trainer slash person trying to help adopt out horses. And Glenn won't let me vent about it in the post show well, because, because we have to be happy. I can so tell Friday. her, I can tell what her mood is before in the pre-show. And I could tell she needs to sleep on this one before she talks about it. So, Oh my God. I slept on it once. <laughs> I need to sleep on it. I think more you need I about guess. a week's worth of sleeping on this one. So in the post show, we're going to do weird news, right? Uh, yes, okay. I do have some weird news, but also when we talked about weird injuries that we're going to do that as well. All right, here we go. This is uh, daily Winnie time. Only 
only have one auditor birthday today, and that's our auditor and good friend, Linda Gettig. Happy birthday, Linda. We love you up there, so I hope you're well. I haven't talked to her in a while. but uh, Hi, uh, Linda. It is her birthday. <sighs> well, I don't know where to start. Uh, I would like to give my daily winnie to, let's see, uh, either the weather gods or the school system or mustangs in general in the wild. Pick one because they have affected my day, Glenn. Let me tell you what the, the mustangs weather. Mustangs have attacked. They've uh, come down from the plains and attacked you in Oklahoma. What I don't understand is how my Mustang did not die. Out in the wild. I mean, to, to be fair, he was actually, his mother was captured pregnant. This is Zeus I'm talking about. Of Zeus' <laughs> mother was captured pregnant. And if that had not happened, he would have been eaten in three days. <laughs> I feel like survival of the fittest. A rabbit was, would have taken him out. <laughs> exactly. Because I just mean between all the things wrong with him and all things that happen. I mean, toughen up, Snowflake. Let me tell you what's going on right now. By the way, it's, before you do, I want to tell you I am working on an animal communicator to come on the show and talk to Zeus. Please, God, please do. <laughs> so that's that's I in the works. Know. All right, perfect. Well, currently we are having what is this called? Thunder sleet. Thunder sleet. It's actually thundering and sleeting, and it's coming sideways. And so it's and it's a freaking freezing. I've never experienced thunder sleet in my life, but they shut down all the schools. The roads are messed up. It's like everything is like going to hell. Right? I, heard, I thought I heard the little one in the background today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lucas is here along with his friend Brooklyn. So it's like everybody's everybody's home. Chad's home. Brooklyn. Everybody's here. <clears throat> so thunder sleet is a thing. And so I go out this morning. And I hear it starting. I knew it wasn't going to start till this morning, so I didn't have everybody brought in. But I'm like, once you hear that, you have to. You can't sleep. I can't sleep anymore. It's like six o'clock in the morning. I, I, everybody's cold, and I've got to get everybody in because it's going to get thunder sleeted on. So I go and I bring the thoroughbreds in and the baby horses, and everybody's like, "Hey, cool." And nobody has blankets on, uh, so they all kind of kind of come in. And they're like, "Cool, this is great, awesome." Coming in. Then I go out to take care of, check on Pink and see if she's okay. And I walk out in the field. Pink and Suze are in the field together. And my Mustang is shivering like a wet dog that just got a bath in the wintertime. I'm not kidding you, Glenn. He is the wimpiest Mustang. What? <laughs> like the thoroughbreds weren't shivering. I brought in thoroughbreds and baby horses and skinny horses and old horses and Duke. Everybody was fine except for that Mustang. Oh my God. Shivering. Like, like if it was a human, it'd been going <laughs> like insane. Do you, I just, do you, I don't get you're, you didn't grow up Catholic, right? Uh, no. Okay. So not. when you grow up Catholic, you know what purgatory is. Do you know what purgatory is? It's like between heaven and hell or yeah, something? Yeah, Zeus is your purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you did wrong in the first 40 years of your life, you are now, God is punishing you in purgatory with Zeus. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, are you serious right now? So then I have to go out and I have to get, you know, Look at his... it this way. By the time you're done with Zeus, all your sins will be forgiven. <laughs> That's true. I just got to keep him alive. I'll go to heaven. <laughs> 
bless. All right. Well, thunder, thunder sleet <laughs> is a real thing. I've never seen it, uh, but it is a thing. And uh, I've seen it thunder snow, but never thunder sleet. We have had thunder snow during blizzards. You sometimes get thunder, which is really freaky because it's snowing like crazy outside. And then it's thunder and lightning. It's well, weird. it's there's it. The, it's coming down sideways. It's like sleet, freezing rain, whatever it is. And I heard the thunder and I was like, oh, my God, avalanche. What is that? <laughs> What is that noise? Chad's like, that's, that's thunder. I'm like, why is it thundering? It sounds like an avalanche coming down. There's nowhere for an avalanche to come down from. Yeah, you don't have any mountains around your farm. No snow or mountains around here. So I don't know what the problem is. But that, again, I need to tell my husband, if you think it's tough to be around me, you should try being me. Be inside this head. Where it's thunder snowing and I feel like there's an avalanche coming. There's something wrong with me. I'm going back to bed. Your list of sins must have been huge. God. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's talk about injuries. So you teased this on Monday um, that you had gotten an injury last week and uh, you posted in the auditor room about weird injuries that other people have had. Now, these horse injuries are all just all kinds of injuries. Well, the idea was horse injuries. Um, I think some people, I'm pretty sure everybody submitted horse injuries now there's so many to that were submitted i looked at that post i didn't read them but it looked like hundreds <laughs> it's like crazy i'm i'm trying to go through them right now because some of them are very uh long lengthy uh and let's i'm just going to have to get through it here all right um all right we're going to start with karina she said i put my face in front of her horse Odin's front leg while messing with brand new hoof boots. I received a black eye for this mistake. <laughs> pow. You will you will hear that a few more times. I need to um, get a pow sound. I should have had the pow sounds put, put together here. There, there's 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 pals and there's cuckoo, cuckoo bird. You should have just like every kind of tragedy sound. That's the wrong one. Okay. That's not a that pal is, sound. Let's just go with it. We don't need sound effects. They have their own sound effects in your head. Uh, let's start with Laura. I broke both of my hands at the same time, loading a horse in a horse trailer. Ooh, that would suck. What do you do? <laughs> I, I don't know. She said, I was holding the rope correctly, but the horse spooked. Rope looped around my hand when the oh. horse moved forward, up, then back very quickly. I sacrificed the other hand, getting the rope <laughs> off of my hand. Dumb accident. I was afraid of trailers for a while. I can okay, tell. Let's do a disclaimer here. You are going to cringe uh, during these because I'm cringing already. Oh my she god! She said I can tell when it's going to rain now because my hands throb. <laughs> what do you do when you have two broken hands? There are certain things that require oh, a hand. I my mean, gosh. even you know certain. <sighs> All right. I'm not you have to that. hire a nurse. Like you can't, <laughs> or just walk around naked. Hope it's in the summertime. <laughs> I don't know what you do. Have I gone? Oh, no, I'm not going there. All right, next. Just stop. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> just my imagination's uh, flowing here. <laughs> this one is amazing. Jillian says, I was taking a mare to the breeding shed to be covered, and she stepped on my foot. Before I could push her off of my foot, the stallion mounted, oh, and then God. I had two oh, racehorses God. on my one you foot. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> It's not funny. That really hurts. But Finish up! <laughs> oh, my God! Get off my foot! <laughs> What's finish? the worst foot injury you've ever had? Worst one I ever had was, for some reason, it was winter again, and I think it might have been thunder snowing. Who knows? But our first Pertron, it was 18 and a half hands, uh, for some reason reared up and came down right on my foot. 
in the barn. It w- and, and it was a concrete aisle. I, I, my foot has never been so black and blue as that. Oh, that's pretty amazing. I, my, my stupidest foot injury. Uh, well, I mean, I have two. There was the time where I was riding Thor and a dog jumped out at us and he just spooked a little bit, but we were on, he was barefoot on pavement and slipped and fell and went from vertical to laying on his left side, which then crushed my left foot. Uh, so there's that one. That was after the first time I broke my foot though, which was being a big fat pregnant lady. I mean, I was, I was giant and I dismounted off my horse. I mean, I was riding till I was eight months pregnant. Do as I say, not as I do. I probably wasn't a great idea. And I decided I was done when I dismounted and I broke my foot getting off of a horse. Cause when you're, got a belly like that, you can't just like gently slide your way down. I was on a big 16, two and thoroughbred and I just jumped off and crunch crunch fat lady. God, Okay. Um, Stephanie says I was sitting on my horse in the arena talking with my friends and decided to take my riding glove off. Well, the Velcro noise woke up, woke up Bella. <laughs> she jumped sideways and I fell right off the side all because of Velcro on a glove. That is not the first time I've heard about Velcro causing an injury or I was putting a boot on a horse and when to take it off and they, Oh God freak out. I, you know, the, the, I told this story before, but I think it was a long time ago. So when we had our first farm, it was about a hundred acres and I had a arena and everything. And we got this crazy, crazy, crazy Arab. We ended up, we ended up giving the Arab back to the person who sold it to us because the horse was nuts. Um, so we, Jennifer was tr- riding in the arena and was just sitting there and I came out to talk to her about something. And so we have an Arab that's not doing very well mentally and she's practicing just sitting there on the Arab and it was not even a big horse but one of the barn cats decided to take a flying leap onto the Arab's butt right behind Jennifer and dig in oh no out of nowhere this cat jumps up right onto the horse's butt digs the claws in and I have never seen Jennifer go that high I've seen her fall off and get thrown a few times, but she must have went 10 feet in the air. She oh didn't get hurt, but that Arab was never the same after. It was just, that horse was doomed from day one. I mean, it's like, <laughs> let's let's take a firecracker and just put a match to it. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what in the house. Exactly. Well, wait All right, let's see here. Next one. Robbins is very similar. I was kneeling in front of my standard bread mare, having trouble unbuckling her shoe boot. Sweet girl that she was. She went, oh, you want me to give you my foot here and then need me in the eye. And I had a huge shiner for days and everybody was saying your horse kicked you in the eye. But like she was actually just trying to give me her foot. (laughs) (laughs) Right in the eye. (laughs) Danny says really dumb, but this is three weeks. And she posted a picture. Not necessary. Photos were not required in this segment. Really dumb, but this is three weeks after my baby horse accidentally bit my finger. I still can't feel the end of my finger. It was my fault. I basically just stuck my finger in her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) To see if she'd bite it. And yes, she did. (laughs) Chelsea, oh God, this is good. I would would have 
I mean, I would have loved to have seen it without the ensuing injuries, but Chelsea said, I accidentally electrocuted my pony by reaching over the hot fence and accidentally hitting the hot wire. He took off like a bat out of hell and I fell off. She ended up needing surgery and everything. Bless her heart. <laughs> We've all touched fence. the electric fence at times when on horses or not, and it ain't any fun. It's not any fun. Oh, my God. I can't, we, I, I can't get my horses close enough up to it. I mean, when I have to walk them through it, the gate, um, they just they're like, like, don't do that. It's scary. And you always get shocked when you when you're think when you're at the fence and you go, I don't feel like walking around to the gate. I'm just gonna reach through. I won't touch it. And that's the time you touch it. Or you <laughs> bend down to go underneath the yes. little gate handle and you yes. shock yourself in the back, which yes. is really fun. Yes. Uh, Courtney says, uh, I got a concussion from getting spun off at the walk because someone came out of the barn and dumped a bucket of water. <laughs> Oops. Oh, God, that's a good one. Alexa says it wasn't. This is the horse girl in all of us. It wasn't my horse's fault. I got ahead of him at a fence and he hesitated. Somehow. Okay, this one's going <laughs> to. Does it involve so, impaling? Are there any? Don't do the impaling ones. I can't handle that. <laughs> I can't handle being impaled. <laughs> nightmares okay. about it being impaled. I, re- I read this one in chat and he was like visibly uncomfortable. Okay. She said it wasn't my horse's fault. I got ahead of him at a fence and he hesitated. Somehow I managed to tear my urethra. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Every time I peed, I almost fainted, she said. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, that's a bizarre weird injury, I have to say. that that was, That's at the top of the list for weird. That's what we asked for, Glenn. <laughs> that's at the top Clearly, of the list. she's okay now. She can urinate properly. She's writing it down. <laughs> that is at the top of the list. Who is that? What's I... first name again? Alexis, um, God love you. Oh, yeah. Oh, You're at the God. top. <laughs> that sucks. Um, I pu- Laureen says, I popped my ankle getting into the saddle. I put my foot in the stirrup to get on my horse, who's a large pony. As I lifted into the saddle, I heard a large pop. Yeah. Ended up uh, dislocating her ankle, basically. Getting into the sa- Just by mounting <laughs> your horse. <laughs> Katie said, when I was 13, my friend and I rode double to the school next door to hang out with friends. Her brother thought it would be funny and yank his sister off behind me. My mare didn't care for his shenanigans, bucked me off, and onto the pavement. No helmets, of course, back then. No, no helmets. No. no saddle either. Just no. no. Heather says, my horse fell down during a trot walk transition, and I broke two ribs. <laughs> <laughs> and we've See, talked about how uh, nasty broken ribs are. You them. can't have a soul, Glenn. This is like reading really bad ads. You can't <laughs> no, feel bad I'm for I'm feeling people. for every one of them here. They're not telling on a friend. They're telling on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> April says I was tightening the girth on my dressage saddle. And it, the girth probably should have been a smidge longer. I didn't have a good hold. And when I pulled up, I hit myself in the face. And I ended oh, up with a bloody nose and everybody, a black eye. We've all done that with girths. I've done it too. I've done it with the pony's girth and smacked myself in the face. Yep. Yeah, it's true. You just, sometimes it just slips. Well, you're uh, not Maggie- thinking. You're just doing and that's bad. Maggie says, I stepped out of a horse trailer and broke my ankle. That's a bad step, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, okay, Flossie. God love you. I remember these people are writing their own stories down, Glenn. 
I tore three tendons in my ankle and bruised the bone inside while working my horse over obstacles. This did not happen because of a fall or because we jumped some massive jump. No, I tripped over the ground pole by doing (laughs) equine agility and injured myself in the freak accident. (laughs) The horse is looking at her going, what's wrong with you? What are you doing down there? Oh, I cleared it. Why didn't you? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, Lori says this didn't happen to me. Oh, so now she's telling on a friend. Okay. Well, it's her sister. She said it happened to my sister. She was riding under a tree and her hair caught in the tree oh, branch. Oh, God. And it kind of slowly pulled her off the horse. By the hair. Stopped. He oh. just kept walking. It really hurts, apparently, to hang from a tree branch by your hair. Yeah, I think it would. <laughs> I really think it would. Helmets, people. That won't happen. Helmets. Oh, God. Although I did get a branch stuck in my helmet the one time. The holes they put in the helmets. So I ducked. Branch got stuck in the helmet. Yanked my head back. I was in the cart. Yeah, that happened. Oh, that sucks. That's. I was thinking this. I was thinking all she had to do was wear a helmet to get around this. No, apparently not. Well, She's... you know, they do have those holes in the helmets. <laughs> The air vents. Uh, Allison says, I was clearing horse tri- horse trails last year in an attempt to get the high branches so I would get, wouldn't get the branches in my face. <sighs> okay. I, this one this one really. I, I actually had to write back and ask further questions about this one because this one probably is. This is worse than. This is worse than tearing your urethra, Glenn. Oh, Are you ready for this? <laughs> this is one of the lessons everybody who has a husband with an earshot, bring him over to the computer. Anybody who works with chainsaws, come sit down on the pillow. I'm going to tell you a tale. Allison, I was clearing horse trails last year in an attempt to get the high branches so I would not get branches on my face. I jumped and flung the chainsaw oh. up. Oh, oh you it, didn't say chainsaw earlier. <laughs> oh. When it came down, oh no! I caught it oh. in my other hand. Oh, no! And it took my pointier finger off. Oh my! Off! I was off! In, I was in the emergency room once when somebody came in with a chainsaw accident, and let's just say there was a lot of blood. I'm Chad does a chainsaw. I'm like, oh god, I can't let him look. But he can't watch me cut vegetables, so it's like a trade off. Um, but I, I so okay, I she wins. Her. I'm done with this. Segment. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. That's this, this segment's over. She wins. I'm done. That's all I, I can did, do. I, I did have to ask follow up. Would you like to hear the follow up questions? Okay. okay. I said. What? Did it come completely off? Did they sew it back on? Because, of course, what I had to do was go to Allison's profile picture and see if she was, like, (laughs) the opposite of the six-fingered man. Like, she was a four-fingered man, you know? Like, I was was looking at every picture. How stalkerish and disgusting is that? I'm like, (laughs) let me go to her profile and see if I could see her fingers cut off. And she looked like she had all her hands, like all her fingers. I was like, Allison doesn't know this. She's hearing this for the first time. So, uh, I, so then I was like, did they sew it back on? Like, obviously in her pictures or she like photoshops fingers in all her pictures. Uh, yeah, they sewed it back on. They re even reattached the nerve through a special surgery. It didn't work. So I can't feel the holes when I do the girth up in my saddle. Oh, that sucks. Uh, she did say, oh, and by the way, it didn't cut completely off. Somehow it bounced off. The- oh my God. 
All right, it left enough so over. we didn't have to go find it in the woods. Oh, okay, this segment's <laughs> over. <laughs> There's so many more. State Line Tech is going to be so proud to sponsor this show today. Oh, no, we I thought we were supposed minutes. to be taking our mind off of the world problems. <laughs> Jenna had the bucket smash in her face and cut her lip. Like, I mean, there's so many good ones. I could keep going. State on. Line Tech is going to be at Land Rover, Kentucky. Look for them there. They're always in the uh, old indoor arena where all the booths are set up. They're on the top floor, usually on the left as you come in from the front. So uh, check them out there. They have a huge booth there at uh, Kentucky. That's April 28th through May the 1st in Lexington at Land Rover. Uh, and, you know, this is the first year back, what, in two years that people are going to be able to shop there. So uh, you're going to find all of the booths. They're going to have a 50% off sale on a bunch of different products. They always have a ton of stuff, and uh, you want to get there early because they do run out of stuff there. Also, they're going to be in Harrisburg at the Horse World Expo. I noticed one of our auditors posted that they're going to be there. I think they're going to try and get an auditor meetup at uh, the Horse World Expo in Harrisburg. Uh, It's March 3rd through the 6th. That's coming up. Wow, it's hard Hel- to believe it's March already. Um, Helena says that she thought she was being really cool when she dismounted her horse like Mary Lou Retton. Do you remember this, Glenn? She landed on uneven ground with as of her tea kettle yes. tore her ACL, MCL, and meniscus. Yeah, she, we were doing the show together. We were doing stable scoop together when she did that. She was laid up for a long time. Uh, oh so March the 3rd God. through the 6th in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Look for State Line TAC. They're going to be set up there under the big American flag in booths 1901 through 1945. If you're not going to any of those, just head over to StatelineTAC.com and get your shopping done today. TJ, this is seriously like what almost happened to me. She said, I fractured my tibia dismounting onto a mounting block. <laughs> that's that's what started this whole thing. My stupid injuries because I've slipped and hit the All right. That's good for injuries today, Jamie. That's good. I can keep, We're done. I can go on. We're done I mean, we have Jenna and Allie. Uh, <laughs> Allie's had a couple of them. That's all, right. there. that's all right. I can keep going, Ellen. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. But yes, the finger getting cut off wins. That wins. Congratulations. You get a prize. You get your finger back. <laughs> Let's send them some vet wrap. Oh, send you some vet wrap. Well, this health segment today is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine. And we're doing something a little different for the health segment today. It's not horse health. It's human health. And we have Carla with us. She's with the Intuitive Rider. And we're going to be talking about confidence in the saddle. I actually saw some of the auditors posting about losing confidence and how do you gain confidence back. And I thought, well, this would be a good thing to talk about. So, Carla, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Now, this is kind of your specialty, right? You you help uh, female riders over the age of 40 become more confident. This is what you do. Yes, that's what I do. Get them more, be more confident and be more balanced in the saddle and, yeah, just connect more to their horses and have more fun, right? Have more fun riding again. Women okay. over 40, that's weird. I don't know any of those people. <laughs> you don't, right? They are, they are all not absolutely fearless, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, I think we did a study once, and I think that about 70% of our listeners are women between 40 and 60. So uh, it's it's the age group that we appeal to, apparently. Now, I hear an accent. I know you live in San Francisco now, but you weren't originally, right? No, I grew up in Germany. Did you ride so, in Germany? Is that where you got your your riding in? I did. I started riding as a kid and um, and just, you know, just regular riding lessons and all of that. Um, but then I also took later on trainer 
um, certificates and all of that, all the licensing levels in Germany. And I can tell you, you get yelled at a lot. <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least when I started writing, I started writing 45 years ago, and uh, yeah, you get yelled at a lot. And I had have to say, I was really scared often, right? And not even so much of the horses, but of the yelling instructor. <laughs> Yep, the German way. <laughs> Just remind you, you were paying for that yelling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think I would, to be to be fair, even the Germans have settled down a bit with their. Uh, I think absolutely with, their, <laughs> with the way it used to be. Yes. Yeah. Lots has changed, um, fortunately, right? Because that was really not sustainable. <laughs> no. So all right. So we, Jamie and I joke all the time uh, about the older you get, the more concerned we are for our personal safety, and the more cautious we get. And sometimes that, you know, involves a loss of confidence. You know, you really do. Have you found that to be true, that the older we get, the more cautious we get, and that, you know, that confidence comes into play at that point? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, most kids are not totally fearless, probably, but, you know, they are daring, right? They want to try things out, and they do it their way, and they, they are playful, and all this, and then... Then people grow up and then you have kids. That's uh, what usually makes a big change, right? Because when you have kids, then you feel more responsible and then you don't want to get hurt and all that. That's usually a big step. And then I find there's another step, especially after menopause for some women where there is more caution and where, where you just get a little less confident in a couple of areas in your life, but especially in writing. Yeah. Well, so how how do you overcome that? I mean, age is, you know, you can't overcome the age part, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, no. so that happens whether you like it or not. Um, and I'm almost 60, so I'm there. Um, but how can you become more confident in the saddle? What do you do? What are the, some things that people can do? Yes, I think it has a couple of different aspects to it. So one is really knowing exactly how and where you have to sit, like what does your pelvis need to do? Where do your feet really need to do, need to go and all of this so that you're really finding a balanced position in the saddle? Because I oftentimes see riders that are not balanced with their and then obviously they are not they are not safe and they are not feeling safe right so and when you're not balanced then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy you know it's it's kind of likely that you might fall off when you are hanging on over to one side or leaning back too much or don't really feel the comfort in the stirrup etc so so that's definitely one big thing. Um, and the other big thing is to really understand the horse and really understanding how does my horse move? What might my horse do? How can I follow also unexpected movement? Because that's what we are afraid of, right? So really understanding the horse's movement and starting to trust the horse. That's, that's another step. And another thing is that you know, don't hesitate to really take baby steps. If you're really afraid, don't hesitate to have someone lead your horse for a while and just focus on breathing and feeling comfortable again, like really taking these small steps. Yeah, because you really are kind of mentally starting over, right? If, uh, if We mm -hmm. just did a whole segment. <laughs> Maybe this is bad timing today, Jamie. We just did a whole segment on injuries and how people have been injured with their horses. Oh, And our listeners yeah. gave us hundreds of really awful things. But that's uh, why she's here, Glenn, is to lift us all back up. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Okay? Because, so you fall, you fall off. Obviously, that's when a lot of people lose confidence, right? They fall off, they get hurt. 
maybe they have a recovery mm-hmm. time and they now they're getting back in the this, chainsaw yeah you know, the things chainsaw like that, things like that yeah uh now they're getting back in the saddle and that is something that jennifer always did my wife always did with those riders was to, back to the beginning okay we're gonna walk and mm-hmm. i'm gonna lead you and then i'm gonna not lead you but we're gonna walk and we're not gonna trot for a while and it may have been three months till they got their confidence back to start trotting again and that's not a bad thing right no, exactly. Uh, exactly. I totally agree. It's like really have someone on the ground leading you for a while. And, uh, you know, some people say like, oh, but I've been riding for 20 years. I cannot have someone just lead me and sit there, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you can, right? Just relax and find your body again, find your position again, find your balance again and, and feel into breathing, you know, things like that, that just can get you connected to your horse again. Well, you know, they always say, and I always wondered about this. This is a question for both of you, actually, because Jamie trains horses, too. So they always say, ah, if you fall off, you have to get right back up in the saddle or or you'll lose your confidence. Is that always the best plan? I don't think it is. You know, sometimes, first of all, sometimes you might get hurt, right? When you fall, it hurts one way or the other. Sometimes a little worse, sometimes a little less, but it hurts, right? It's a long way to go down. So so it's it's definitely a shock and you are in shock and your body is not what it's you know, what it was before your fall. So so, you know, I think there is it's not always a good idea to get back on instantly. When you can, when you really feel okay and you feel it wasn't a big deal, then yes. But then also when you get back on, make sure it's really safe, right? That you have someone holding the horse or that you stick to a walk or that you cannot (laughs) fall off again, right? So I'm laughing because this is completely opposite from one of the probably, I got bucked off and, I think that I, I, it took about 45 seconds for me to come back to earth. Like I, it was so bad and it was over this one particular kind of jump. It was like a square jump with hay bales inside it. And I get bucked off after the jump. Like I get like dislodged and then bucked off and I land boom on the ground on my back. And my, my coach comes over to me and she's like, you okay? And I was like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, that really hurt. She's like, okay. Get up, get back on. And I was like, what? She's like, get back on, get back on, mm. go get back on. And I said, okay, but I'm not jumping that jump again. And she goes, okay, great. I make myself get back up in the tag. She goes, okay, come around, jump it again. So you're <laughs> advising that these things might not have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Were you in Germany yeah, at the I, time, Jamie? Were you getting I trained know, by I a German instructor? <laughs> Barb Cravo, man, she's hardcore. She's five-star inventors are hardcore. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You know, it also depends. Like if, you know, if you just come off and you didn't really do much and then you, you, before the shock kind of can settle in, right. And you get on and you just, and I think that's the idea, right. Get on before the shock really settles in and, you know, so that you can just keep moving as if nothing had happened. But, uh, but, you know, I think it's, it's just better to take some time. And I like to get people back on if I can, then take your time, like do it quietly, really make sure nothing hurts, right? Because sometimes people 
don't feel that anything hurts, but then after you find out that, well, maybe they should have gone to the ER, right? <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. there's something broken. We had broken. one of those on our road yeah. trip that we uh, saw happen, and, and uh, she should have went to the ER much sooner than she did. So, mm-hmm. so Jamie, the other thing I think depends on, too, and this gets back to training, when you're doing training, is why did the horse buck you off? You know, why were you, why did you end up on the ground? And is it a situation where you shouldn't be getting back on because it's a horse situation that needs to be dealt with, either pain or whatever, you know, whatever that is. Uh, is yeah. that a question, yeah, yeah. Glenn? Or are you pointing a finger at me? Like, what? No, I was saying, <laughs> I was saying that I, I think I was just adding another element. It kind of depends on the horse, too, and what's happening. Why you're on the ground. Yeah, place. mine was, I just had a really ill-fitting saddle for, it didn't fit him or it didn't fit me. Uh, I had a high cantle and every time you go over a big jump, he jumped really big and it hit me in the butt and then I got dislodged and then he was like, that's enough, get off me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's what happened with us. But yeah, you have to figure out why they're behaving like that. But sometimes, you know, accidents happen where the horse isn't doing anything. We were just reading stories right. about a horse that was like, went from a trot to a walk and tripped and the rider came off, you know, so stuff like that happens all the time. You can be walking along and Velcro on your glove spooks your horse and you end up on the ground, you know, certain things like that. I don't think those are always confidence shattering moments, but they definitely make you think again. You know, like, ooh, be into my Velcro real slow, you know, kind of things like that. <laughs> Carla, what what are some mm. other things, other exercises or things people can do to help build confidence? Well, I've, I'm a yoga instructor, meditation instructor as well, and I really enjoy using lots of these techniques um, for my riders, right, to really get them more balanced and also get them more into their bodies. And what I find is like a really simple thing to do is when the moment you get spooked and you stop breathing and everything in you goes, right, this tension that that comes up, that actually brings the center of gravity up as well. And it brings tension into the horse. So making sure that you're turning, you're learning to turn that around and focus on breathing and really do some breathing exercises before you get spooked, right? So that your body already knows, okay, when I find tension in myself, then I take long exhalations. Exhalations are always a good thing to let go of tension. And and I really think of exhaling through like into uh, inhaling into my belly and exhaling so that I can let go of tension and that's you know that's something that we can do right now right if we just take off and think of a long exhalation that we can just take right now and you feel how that can relax you instantly and get you back into your body and into a different position just on the chair right just where we're sitting right now it just it feels different so keeping that in mind and really doing these breathing exercises regularly so when you really need them your body already knows what to do right i think that's that's that can be one very easy to do simple exercise that can be helpful you know it's uh, it, and we've all seen teenagers that have gone to shows and not breathed during the entire test right i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> we've all seen that and having to remind them to breathe jennifer has to remind me to breathe sometimes too i mean it just it 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 is it is a human nature to hold your breath when things get bad, right? Um, mm-hmm. you, you're, or your breathing becomes really short. So that, that is a good thing to keep in mind. Well, if people want to learn more about this kind of topic, where do they go? To your website? 
Yes, they can go to my website. It's theintuitiverider.com. And I've got a little quiz on there. It's a fun two-minute little quiz that people can take. And then they get even a free video training from me and can get in touch with me. Well, that sounds terrific. It's theintuitiverider.com. Go check it out today. Carla, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And thanks for listening to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me stress about when I hit menopause and I'm going to be a, <laughs> I like, like, I didn't even think about the menopause thing. And now I'm like, remember, oh, remember to breathe, Jamie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Thanks, Carla. Thank you. Bye-bye. If it Bye. becomes a real problem, we'll send you to Germany for some I lessons. I seriously right? did not even think about menopause being like an issue coming up. I mean, aside from all the other issues, now it's going to mess with my horse time? No! <laughs> God. And here I am again, joined by Janet Geyer, who is the mad scientist behind Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds. And we're going to talk a little bit about roasting your horse's horse feed. That's right. The the ingredients that are non-GMO verified in the Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds sometimes are roasted. And I'm sure there's a reason for that. So, Janet, inform me. Well, thank you very much, Jen. Um, the reason that we flame roast is really twofold. One of them is uh, basically to increase digestibility because once you roast, it opens up the kernels and allows the product to be a whole lot more digestible so you actually get more for your money. The second reason is is that grain usually sits in a silo for a long period of time. And during this period of time, you have little creatures in there, you have little mice, you have insects, you have birds. You have droppings, you have bacteria and mold growing, and if it sits for a really long period of time in a humid environment, it can really grow a lot of mold. So by roasting it, you're actually killing off the mold and uh, killing off the bacteria and making a cleaner product. Does that change the moisture content or do you add moisture back into it again? Well, it actually lowers the moisture content, and we use this actually as a natural preservative. So moisture creates mold and bacteria to grow. If you don't have any of the spores there to grow, uh, you're not going to have any mold and bacteria. And by keeping the moisture low, uh, it's a natural preservative. So we don't have to add anything, no chemical uh, mold inhibitors in there. I like that idea a whole lot. So if you want to learn more about the Daily Dose Equine non-GMO verified horse feeds. You can do that at dailydoseequine.com. And you can also find a local retailer to purchase your feed. Or you can go to chewy.com and order your horse feed for fast and convenient nationwide delivery. Thanks, Janet. I'm pleased to welcome our cowgirl in the kitchen. Jill has joined us again to give us a recipe. And I'm very, I love this idea. And actually reading the recipe makes me hungry. I didn't know you could do this with this, with these items, but we'll get to that. I know it's branding day baked potatoes, but Jill, I need, I need to stop for a second. We need to visit an experience. I need to, I need to tell you how much I'm admiring what you're doing with those horses. Oh, thanks. I was more going to uh, talk to you and uh, kind of scold you, but now you've 
She's giving me a compliment. You're going to so give her a rough know. time now. Look, she loves what you're doing with the horses, and now you're going to talk to her about the first recipe she wanted to do. Yes, Jill. Okay, but let's let's think about this for a second. Could you please tell us the title and the name of the first recipe that you presented Glenn with this morning before he said no? <laughs> it was called, I think, I deleted it from my uh, computer, but it was called Ontario Oysters, which is really another name for Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yeah. Ontario being a small town on the eastern side of Oregon where there are a lot of cattle. Does that mean the yeah. oysters are smaller, too? Or just, just... Oh, God. <laughs> Let me just we're, let me just tell going, you we're going to ignore that, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so just for those listeners who are uh, tuning in, I did we did nix the cow testicle recipe. So I would just like to say you're welcome. We've had enough gross stuff on the show already <laughs> yeah, today with people cutting their fingers off and all that. <laughs> so we're just gonna we're gonna stick to something that all of us love, which is the branding day baked potatoes. Right. Who doesn't love of, a good baked potato? Kind of goes along with what I had to delete because <laughs> you know you have to <laughs> you have to you have to eat when it's branding day, inoculation day, dehorning day, castration you know, day. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's part of it. Listen, that's part of it. That's what real cowgirls do. I'm here to tell you. That's why it's called the cowgirl in the kitchen. Oh. Anyway, the branding day baked potatoes are really wonderful. And it doesn't have to just be on branding day. It can be on a day when you've invited two or three of your friends over for dinner and you're thinking, what in the heck am I? Oh, gosh, I'm tired. I've been working horses or cattle all day. What am I going to do? This will really help. Get out a steak and get ready to toss a, together a salad and get everything together for the baked potatoes. And it's amazing what you can do in your slow cooker. Yeah, tell us about how you do them, because I've never cooked them this way. I've cooked baked potatoes almost every other way, but not this way. Okay. What you're going to do is you're going to take your medium-sized russet potatoes. Four to six will fit into that oval-shaped uh, slow cooker. You're talking about and a crock going, pot, right, basically? A crock pot. Yeah, same, yeah. same thing. Same, yeah, it's, we used to call them crock pots, but now they... Now, apparently, they call them slow cookers. Okay. My editor had to tell me that. that you know, was, <laughs> I'm using the old term, and I said, well, all right, fine. But I think most people understand what it is. It is a crock pot or a slow cooker. You're going to take four or five of those or six, you know, however you think you can fit in, and you can practice. You can, you know, wash them and put them in there without doing anything else and say, yep, six bit, that's great, I'm good to go. You're going to need about two tablespoons of olive oil. And after you've washed and dried the potatoes very well, use a fork to pierce the sides of each potato in several places. That's to allow them to steam inside their jackets. Rub each potato with the olive oil. And then, and I, <clears throat> I'd like to add that if you have an herbal-infused olive oil, it's even better. Really wonderful. Um, Rub the potatoes with the olive oil, liberally salt and pepper each one, and then wrap them individually in generous squares of aluminum foil so they're completely covered and sealed well. Put those in the slow cooker or the crock pot and cook them on high for three to four hours on low 
on high, I'm, I'm sorry, on high for three to four hours or on low for eight hours, and that'll give you all day outside so you don't have to think about them. After it turns off, after eight hours or four hours, remove them, carefully take off the aluminum wrappings. Then if, and then you, I know everybody knows how to do this, but I put it down anyway. <clears throat> Excuse me, <laughs> it's so cold here that <clears throat> my voice doesn't like this at all. Yes, I Cut understand. a long slice down each potato lengthwise, and then you push the ends together to open up the potatoes. And then you top them with, and here are my suggestions, butter, sour cream, cheddar cheese, and I would definitely add crumbled bacon. Yeah, I would too. Jamie wouldn't, but I'd add it. Here's what here's what I add to my potatoes, which is oh, steak good. sauce. I add I really? love I've steak never, sauce on I've a potato. I've never heard that. I have I've never, never heard, heard that, that either. Before. Like really? A1 kind of steak sauce? Like A1, A1 steak sauce. That's actually the best one. Uh, but yeah, because I always, being a vegetarian, when you go out to restaurants, literally all they have for you is a potato and maybe a side salad. And you have to ask for both of those to not have bacon on them. So I've, I got really good, but I always would eat a baked potato, but then I'd cover it in butter and sour cream and cheese. And you're like, well, this is definitely not healthy. So the healthier <laughs> way, I would just cover it in A1 and eat it. And well, you don't eat steak, so it gives you something great, to do with A1. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great idea. I'm really glad to hear that. I'm going to, I'm going to add that somewhere sometime. I've never heard that before, and I'll bet it really is good. So, Listen, if you're a vegetarian for 36 years, you come up with creative ways to make food taste good. <laughs> so we, when have I you, cook the baked potatoes considered? in the aluminum foil on the grill or in the oven, uh, and right. I, I assume you could do it here. I've never done it in the, in, in the crock pot, so this is good to know. So when I cook them and wrap them in aluminum foil, we actually cut them in half first. And what we do is we add, we scrape out or cut out a little bit of the center. So there's a little, little hole and mm-hmm, I add mm-hmm. butter and we, we put garlic on the inside of the potato and then we wrap them up. So what happens is when they cook, they get the buttery garlic flavor inside. Like a clove or something or what? It, no, you just take the, uh, uh, what's the ground garlic we buy it already chopped up in the jar uh-huh. and you just uh-huh. kind of spread it on there and then you close it up and you have to like garlic. Obviously, if you don't like garlic. No, I'm telling you work. what, no, nobody's going to kiss you for a week. <laughs> <laughs> but they come out really good. And if you cut them in half, it really doesn't matter because you're smushing them back together and then the aluminum foil right, holds them right. together. So they cook right. Boy, yeah. those, that's another really good idea. I'm, Beginning to think I need to have baked potatoes today. I'm hungry for a baked potato. Right? <laughs> I also think maybe the three of us need to write a book let's, on baked potatoes. Let me talk about potatoes for a minute. I think okay. if somebody had to say a food group that was my favorite is potatoes. I just love any way you make a potato. And you <laughs> know what I haven't potato? had forever is twice-baked potatoes. Really good twice-baked potatoes. I haven't had those in forever. She asked you a question, Glenn. She that? said, what is your favorite twice type baked. of potato? Twice-baked. But I haven't. But what had them variety? Soon. What variety? Oh, I don't care what kind of potato it is. I, you know, little red <laughs> ones, multicolored ones, uh, mm-hmm, Idaho. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> I, just I like, like yellow fins. What about you, Jamie? I think I would tend to agree with you. I, I you know what? Scratch that. I like new potatoes. Mm. The red, oh, well, the yes. red new oh. potatoes. Yes. Yeah. But I love the new. Story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fingerlings it's are a very short, good. funny story about my father yeah. with his potato barrel. He heard somewhere that if you put a seedling potato in the bottom of a small barrel 
and then covered it with dirt and then looked at it. And every time the potato came up, you know, you saw the sprout coming up, you covered that up with more dirt and you just kept going until you were clear at the top of the thing. And you were, and the big deal was, and we were all there. We were all gathered around. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I was maybe 10 years old. And the big deal was that he took his ax to open the potato barrel and it was supposed to be packed with new potatoes, right? Uh-huh. All there was was a rotten starter potato at the bottom and a long, <laughs> long, <laughs> a long, long, very disappointed sprout trying to make it so it could bloom. Gather uh, around, children. I, Gather exactly. around. I'm going to show you see, how amazing I am. <laughs> see what daddy can do. <laughs> that is awesome, Jill. He never tried story. it again. He no, never I can't tried try it again. <laughs> waste of a good barrel. We're going to put this oh, recipe. Yeah, waste, that's what I thought, too. I even thought that. I thought, gee, now what? Well, of course, it became firewood and stuff like that, but... Anyway, I think oh, potatoes are a wonderful source of everything, and I do think they should be served way more often. A lot of people are saying, oh, potatoes aren't good for you, but no, they have potassium. They've got just about everything you need. Just don't overdo it. That's the whole point. Oh. Maybe don't constantly top it with butter, sour cream, cheese. That's <laughs> really good, though. Oh, now I want some well, Five Guys fries, too, Cajun fries. Oh, they're so good. All right, so we're going to put this recipe in our show notes. You'll have them right there on your phone. Go give it. I want to give this. A try, <clears throat> excuse me, a try in the crock pot and uh, see how it goes. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to have potatoes today, so not gonna lie. I know, Lunch. I'm, I know I'm going to. I, you know, <laughs> with I'm gonna try the steak sauce thing. I like that idea very much, Jamie. I really do. Well, thank you. Thank you for bringing this recipe. Thanks for being on the show. We love you, mean it. Stay get warm, friend. And I will. Where do they get I the will. book, Jill? Where do they get the book? Uh, this one came from the Cowgirls in the Kitchen, okay. and you can order that right away on Amazon.com. Sounds good. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate you being here. Thanks, Joe. Thank you so much. Love bye, you, bye. too. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Dude, we can talk about it. you. You and I, could ha- we have literally had a conversation for the last two shows. We've talked probably two hours about almost nothing. <laughs> Well, I'm going to continue that. We're going to do some study show. What do you think? Oh, Lord, uh, the some... nothingness continues. <laughs> so what I do here, I don't even have a bumper for study show. Um, so study show, once a month, I get together with Google. We have get a little together we have a powwow. And I put in study show, and I look at the last month to see what studies people have wasted money on. And then we th- dream about all of the money, millions that were wasted on that, and how we could have spent it better. Uh, Jamie and I could have spent it much better than that. So that's what we do, a study show. And it was really tough, because I can't do COVID, because every freaking study is COVID. So I'm like 20 pages deep to find these. Uh, so I did. I did it for you people early this morning. So study show February. I won't have you guess these because I want to talk about some of them. We don't have a whole lot of time. Studies show that half of parents, I don't want to see if this is true for you, half of parents want esports to become a lesson in school. That's video games, Jamie. Do you what? Want video, do you want video games to become a lesson in your school, son's school? Absolutely not, unless you're teaching them how to make them, not how to play them. <laughs> I didn't think That's you'd like that. Dumbest one. thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> sleep is integral to your mental health. Are you surprised, Jamie, that sleep is important? Are you going to let me guess these or not? No, I wasn't going to let you guess them actually, because we're I'm just going to run through them quick. But fine. How many? Hours, I'll let you guess this. How many hours are ideal 
a number of hours for sleep every night? What's the ideal? I mean, if somebody studies. studied and the study says eight hours, I'm going to punch the person who paid for that. When's study? the last time you ever slept eight hours in a row? Oh, I can't tell you. <laughs> That's it. Me either. Seven hours is ideal. So you don't have to punch anybody. It's seven hours is ideal. Oh, okay. So now we lead all of a sudden after a million years, we need one less hour sleep. <laughs> Apparently. Okay, that makes sense. Or, okay, cool. or they were doing the study and going, well, that isn't realistic. Nobody gets eight. So we'll just make it seven. Um, Lucas gets 10 a night. I mean, to be a kid. Oh, my God. So this is a big surprise. The next study also involves sleep. A new survey shows that your relationship status relates directly to how well you sleep. So I know you don't sleep well, so you and Chad must be having problems. Uh, Dude, we had our 14-year like anniversary yesterday. So oh, cool. Right. Yeah, we that's sat next still to together. each other. He's put up with you together. for 14 years. 14 years he's dealt with this. <laughs> he's you know what? Let me change that. I'm gonna in the world of making building ourselves up, ladies. It, he's had 14 years of this amazingness. <laughs> is what true. it's that it. is true. This awesome I'm jealous. I only had empowered, 11. You, yeah, but you don't get to enjoy no, I don't. this awesomeness, okay? <laughs> I have to tolerate it. You um, can tolerate the awesomeness. Of course, coffee shows up in every study or every study show we do every month. In every study show, I keep waiting for the study of coffees make you poop. <laughs> no, I didn't, don't have that one again this year. Uh, this time, drinking three cups of coffee a day can help you live longer, a new study claims. That's because it makes you poop. <laughs> <laughs> Researchers found that those who regularly drink coffee were 12% less likely to die than those that didn't indulge in the favorite habit. I don't Because they're not constipated. <laughs> <laughs> the risk of developing heart, cardiovascular disease, and stroke was about 20% less or 20% more with those who don't drink coffee. But there is a caveat, not instant uh, coffee. Instant coffee takes all of that away. They said instant coffee doesn't have any benefit whatsoever. Who drinks instant coffee? I don't know. I mean, what are I don't you, drink coffee, 98 but... years old, and it's like still think it's the depression? <laughs> My mother used to drink instant coffee. I remember when camping, she used to drink instant coffee. My grandma coffee. did. But again, both those people would be in their hundreds. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> It's true. I don't drink coffee, so I'm dying 20% uh, sooner than you anyway. So You have other ways to make yourself poop, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true about coffee, by the way, with pooping thing? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that oh, yeah. study. I have That's to look that up. Studies show Amer- I'm so confused. It's not a study. I mean, it's a scientific fact, according to me. Okay. <laughs> studies show – I'll have you guess this one because I want to hear your guess. How okay. many times a day do you think you check your phone? Oh, God. In a day. <sighs> see, I think I this to, is too to low, by the way. Watch, which connects it. I would say at least, I check my phone at least 12 times a day. Oh, you do not. You check it 100 times a day, 12 times a day. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're lying. What? <laughs> I'd say every, every hour I'm awake, I look at my phone at least once. Okay, what, like 30 times? times <laughs> Studies show Americans check their phones on an average 96 times a day. That's once oh every 10 my minutes. Gosh. Every 10 minutes? Yeah. No, that is definitely not me. But people get so irritated with me because they, they text me and I don't have my phone anywhere near me. Well, that I'm is true. I, it's, I occasionally have to text you about work stuff and I don't hear back for a long time. So that is true. Yeah, oh. so suck it with your... <laughs> 
once <laughs> I am probably minutes. about 96 times a day, actually. Are you really? Yeah. Also reported that 18, big surprise, 18 to 24-year-olds check their phones twice as much, up to 200 times a day on a, as a national oh average. What are you looking at? The time, like... Well, they're just texting their friends all... Look at Abby. She probably checks it 100 times a day. 200 times you know what irritates me is i i I know she does and then i will text her and she won't write back and i'm like are you kidding me (laughs) you're literally holding your phone right now i know you're holding your phone in your hand right now and you look at it and you're like you used to be her friend so she would answer now you're more like her mom and she didn't want anything to do with you (laughs) exactly i'm totally getting mom dreaming from her and boss i'm now like i'm i employ her and i'm like her mom i'm the the bottom the last person she wants to hear from i'm the worst Okay, so this is this is a good study. Uh, washing dishes and household chores can significantly slash heart disease risk in older women. Wait, so, which chores? Washing dishes and household chores can cut your heart disease. So get to work um, there, Jamie. I'm dying young. <laughs> <laughs> I cook, but Chad cleans. Now, so I Chad, do most of the housework. And why isn't it older men? It just says older women. Are we not going to? Am I, I? So I don't drink coffee and I don't get benefits from cleaning the house. I am dying Every- early. Study is not about you, Glenn. <laughs> Should be. Actually, a recent study of t- 2,000 Americans adults over 21 <laughs> discovered that staying in is n- the new going out, that people would rather stay in. And three or four respondents agreed that there's nothing better than having no plans for the weekend. And 71% also look forward to plans being canceled so they can stay home. Wow. That's COVID. I was definitely not people... like that in my 20s. Oh, no, I could I mean... not be home for more than five minutes. I was like, where are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> I think that's true when you get older, but you know, oh. we work at home, so I like going places. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Chad will come home from airline trips and he's like, oh, they got him home. And I'm like, thank God you're home. I need to get out of here. <laughs> Me too. Like, it's uh, totally different. But when I also, go away and come home, Jennifer's like, we're going out to dinner. And I just got home, like two yeah, seconds exactly. ago. Yeah, exactly. They went out to dinner the last, like, four days. I, uh, you know, I'm like, I don't care. Get in the car. <laughs> uh, however, I would like to point out that, like, in my 20s, I didn't have an online, you know, like, dating or yeah, chatting. Or, uh, yeah. you know, if you went on an online chat room, you were going to get murdered back in, you know, those days. Now it's, like, a normal thing for people to do. And I guess, and, and the gaming thing is really taking over the world, too. Yeah. That's true. Children, put your phones down. <laughs> Get outside. I think COVID had a lot to do with it. People got used to staying home. And some people apparently like there it. There are definitely people that like it. Yeah. I mean, look around. Jennifer would rather stay home than go places. She's kind of a homebody that way. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's my study show for this month. And we run out of time. Are we doing weird news in the post show? What are we doing? Uh, if you want to. I'm tired. All right. I'm stuffy. Sounds good. <laughs> whatever you want to do you're in charge all right let's uh well, let's we'll do a post show i'm not sure what we're going to do so hang around auditors and we'll talk to you tomorrow we are dark i'll do tomorrow. a couple weird news stories because I, I do need to get a couple out okay here. all right we'll do a couple of those uh tomorrow we're dark because it was supposed to be the sales and breeding day but kayla's been kind of busy showing and winning classes over at the world equestrian center so she's skipping this month and she'll be back oh. next month so uh, she's actually going to join us on Monday, I think, for a little bit and give us a report. She's been doing very well over there on her horses. So She's going to uh, give us a Beyond the Ribbon segment. Yes, so that Kayla will be joining us for that. But we'll be dark tomorrow, and then we'll be, have really bad ads back on – is this the last Friday of the month? 
It is. You know what that means. Prizes this week. Get your ads into JenniferHorseRadioNetwork.com. We'll be giving away $400 oh my gosh, of prizes I've... on Friday. Thank God Short February's months. almost over. Oh. oh, wrong one. Let's try this one. <laughs> Start the Fading. show again. Fade to start all over, whatever. It's really loud, too. Turn it up just for you.